0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite-Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready. And for this episode I could be taking you guys right back to 1939 to look at the cult classic comedy, horror, musical. It's got it all guys, and I couldn't do bite Size cinema without covering this one, that's right guys, it's the one we all watch at Christmas. It's the Wizard of Oz. So let's get away from the tornado, let's play you guys a trailer and I uh, will see you soon.
1: Many, many miles east of nowhere lies the amazing land of Oz, a magnificent empire created in the mind of a man who wrote a great book about it. Like wildfire in the wheat field, the fabulous tale of the Wizard of Oz spread from town to city to nation to the entire world. Although the Wizard of Oz has captivated the children of four generations, and fire the imaginations of those youthful adults who have never grown old. Although 10 million copies of the book have reached eager hands and eager hearts, no one has dared the towering task of giving life and reality to the land of ours and its people. Every delightful character of L. Frank Baum's classic is now reborn. Every glorious adventure has been recaptured and painted with a rainbow. The celebration in Munchkinland, The Flying Monkeys, the rescue of Dorothy, the castle of the witch, the palace of Oz, and Dorothy's strange journey to the Emerald City to find the wonderful wizard of Oz himself. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. We hear he is, the wizard of blitz, if ever a whiz was, if ever or oh, ever a wizard was, the wizard of Oz is one because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does I'm going my
0: And welcome back, guys. We're not in Kansas anymore. I've got to get that one in. (laughs) Let's get that one in early. Um, So let's have a look at the synopsis of this film then. So uh, it's as stated on IMBD, Dorothy is swept away from a farm in Kansas to a magical land of Oz in a tornado and embarks on a quest with her new friends to see the wizard who can help return her home to Kansas and help her friends as well. It's a PG, it's a 102 minute runtime, and it's classed as a adventure family fantasy movie. It was directed by Victor Fleming, and he would go on to do the uh, another iconic movie in cinema Gone with the Wind. Frankly, ma'am, I don't give a damn. There you go. Another quote, I'm full of quotes today, guys. And it's based on the novel by L. Frank Baum, and the story is originally written in 1900. And it sold millions of copies. And this is one of fourteen Wizard of Oz novels created by L. Frank Baum. And some of the other novels, uh, just to mention, is the Marvelous Land of Oz and the Emerald City of Oz. And the film spawned uh, a couple of sequels as well and adaptations. You know, including animated um, children's uh, TV movies, stuff like that. Um, a couple of sequels to mention is Return to Oz, which came out in the mid 80s and a lot of people say that's like a sort of kid's horror movie um, I see that, When I see that posted on Facebook, I see a lot of comments of people saying Oh my god, that, that film really scared me back in the day It's a film I haven't seen in a long time And you also had Sam Raimi do the uh, Oz, The Great and the Powerful which is a great movie as well which I think is the latest um, adaptation of this film, which is great And whilst I'm on the subject of adaptations and sequels and stuff like that, is one of the reasons why I've I've picked The Wizard of Oz is I think it's an important movie for cinema. And I've mentioned this on a couple of reviews now, one of our guests on board, is just how much of a uh, a blueprint this film or this story is in cinema when you look at it. And you take this story and you can put it into other films or... a character going to another place and forming an alliance and taking on some evil and you've got the good guys and you've got the alliance and all that sort of stuff so it's, the Wizard of Oz is kind of there in some of these um, fantasy movies when you look at it as a sort of basic blueprint especially, I mean even when you look at films like um, Never Ending Story it's got that fantasy movie, it's got good versus evil Um, you've got some fantastic characters in that film Another one which is very evident of The Wizard of Oz is a film that we, we all, a lot of people love as fans is Labyrinth. It's another film that I covered, again it's a girl that goes to another world, almost like a sort of dream type world, so that's very clever. Um, there's a film that came out with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman, I thought this was very clever, I think this came out a few years ago, it's called Australia and again it's about Nicole Kidman her character goes to Australia back in the 1930s and she has to cross the outback which is called the Never Never and there's some bad guys in it and there's uh, Hugh Jackman plays the drover and he is almost like an amalgamation of all three characters you know like Tin Man, Scarecrow and uh, the Lion Man so I thought that was quite clever Um, Big Trouble in Little China you could say, you know, Jack Burton goes to the underground, you know, it, it's all there. Um, even Army of Darkness with uh, Ash, you know, again, he gets transported into another world. So do you see what I'm saying, guys? All these films you look at and uh, for me, you know, and I guess you guys can see it, if you're listening to it, you might just think, oh, yeah, I can sort of see that now. And when I see these films, I think, oh, this, that's got the Wizard of Oz blueprint, so... That's why I thought today I'd give this film um, a shout out. Plus, you know, it is a good film. Um, It's just got everything in it. Like I say, the fantasy, the adventure, the characters, it moves at a pace. And usually, when I speak to people about this film, they usually mention straight away the Wicked Witch, you know, who who has this uh, show stealing performance in it. And she is incredibly creepy as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it is a supposedly a kid's adventure movie but a lot of people do say this This feels like a horror movie in some ways um, which I totally agree with. Um, so let's have a look at the cast of this film. So you obviously you've got Judy Garland as Dorothy. Uh, Frank Morgan who plays the wizard. He also plays Professor Marville the gatekeeper, the driver and the guard so he has many roles in this film. Uh, Ray Bolger as the scarecrow. Bertie Hire I think that's how you pronounce his name, as the Lion, Jack Haley as Tim Mann, and as I mentioned, the Wicked Witch, which is played by Margaret Hamilton. Uh, and she obviously plays Mrs. Gulch in this at the beginning of the film as well. And just to mention her, this the, the trivia with uh, Margaret, who plays the witch, is she is completely different to, to the character that she plays in this film. So um, even Judy Garland found it difficult to try and dislike her you know when she tried to get into the character because she is apparently a lovely lady uh she used to teach kindergarten she dotes on children and there's a scene in here where she threatens to you know kill the dog or something like that but she is quite opposite in in real life where she actually um, protests for um, animal protection and rights and all that sort of stuff so she couldn't be any more different but boy does she play that role well um he also got the iconic um, theme tune in this, which is the "Over the Rainbow" song, which was uh, produced by Harold Arlen, who is an American composer. And he also did the other songs in here, such as you know "Ding Dong," "The Witch Is Dead." You know, there's there's just so many things in this movie to talk about. You know, whether it's to do with the music, the, the effects, um, <laughs> the Munchkins, all that sort of stuff. And the other thing is to say that it's it's very clever where They've used uh, Technicolor in this movie and I think it's the first time that they've used Technicolor so to sort of enhance the experience of going from one world to the other so at the start of the movie um, it's in black and white and then when Dorothy gets to us it goes into color so again it's just got that reference of jumping in from one world to the other which I think is cl- very clever so let's have a look at some trivia here guys, so originally uh, Dorothy was going to have a blonde wig with heavy makeup but the director, um, apparently the movie switched directors halfway through or something like that and the new director turned up and said uh, to Judy Garland take that wig off, take all that makeup off and just be yourself and I think it just that, that works, you know what I mean, she's, you know, she's great as a character in this and I, I couldn't really imagine the blonde wig or anything like that but I guess it's just what... You know, you couldn't imagine if you did see it originally. You probably wouldn't notice. Um, it didn't get released on VHS until 1980. It was released by MGM for two million dollars, and it made a 26 million dollar return. And the actress Margaret, who plays the witch, she actually suffered from third degree burns from a smoke scene. I think there's there's a scene at the beginning when she's you know goes to the Munchkin uh, village and she goes into smoke apparently. The smoke caught her makeup light and she got some burns out of that. And talking about the witch and the menace and all that, apparently there were some scenes that actually had to be cut and trimmed in this film because they were just too scary. So if you think you're scared already, there was more stuff to scare us, which would be interesting to see actually. There could be another edit on this film. So there you go guys, there's a bit about the movie, there's a production and how it all came about and stuff like that and becoming a hugely successful movie. So let's have a look at a bite-sized review of this film. So the movie starts in black and white and you introduce our main character, or protagonist you could say, Dorothy who lives with a dog Toto on a farm in Kansas belonging to our Aunt M and Uncle Henry. And one day Toto bites a neighbour and this is um, our antagonist, I suppose you could say, Mrs Gulch. And she's really horrible, you know, she plays all like a wicked character riding around on her bike. And she goes to the sheriff and she makes a complaint and she wants to have the dog put down. And this displeases Dorothy, um, which results in her running away from home to try and get away from her before um, Mrs Gulch can get to Toto. And you're also introduced to some other characters here, um, some farmhands who eventually become, very cleverly, our are, are heroes in this movie which go to play Tin Man, Scarecrow and the Lion Man in, when, when you actually get to us, so that's quite clever. So when Dorothy runs away, she comes across Professor Marvel and he's a fortune teller, he's a kind, kind man and he looks into the crystal ball, and he tells uh, Dorothy that her aunt Em is missing her, and she's upset, and she's dying of a broken heart. So Dorothy returns home, and when she's when she's going back home, there's a storm. There's a tornado that turns up, and Aunt Em and the farmhands and everybody go into shelter. And Dorothy gets home. She's trying to get away from the tornado she doesn't know where everybody is so she goes into the house and she locks herself in this is this is where the adventure starts the tornado turns up and the house gets lifted up into the sky and you get a really good scene here where um, you've got dorothy traveling to the world of the oz i suppose you could say and she can see uh, things flying through the air um, and this is where you get the clever transformation of Mrs Gulch turning into an evil witch. So I think that's very clever. And the other thing I forgot to mention, before the house spins and goes into the Land of the Odds, you also have the um, iconic uh, song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, before all this happens, sung by Judy Garland. Uh, which is, you know, it's just an amazing song. And then with the house spinning out of control, it eventually lands in Munchkinland, in the Land of the Odds and this is where the door opens up and you get the magnificent Technicolor everything's um, looking beautiful and pretty and it's just amazing It must, and this must have been incredible back in 1939 especially when you had black and white movies and all of a sudden you got the Technicolor to complement this fantasy world so then you're introduced to the Good Witch of the North and the Munchkins and they are now treating Dorothy as a herring because she has uh, squashed the wicked witch of the west under the house and you see her, um, her feet under the house and then they sort of crumble up. So Dorothy is treated as a heroine um, and then you get the munchkin song of you know ding dong the witch is dead. <laughs> Quite a clever song and you get, some, uh, you get some sort of strange scenes here some kids I think it's like the lollipop gang that turn up here and I just I kind of find that a little bit creepy as well in a funny sort of way. This is kind of where you get that sort of weirdness in this film. Um, And now this is where the story starts to unfold. So you get the Wicked Witch of the East that turns up. And she's displeased displeased about her sister getting killed and she wants her ruby slippers. But then the, uh, the Witch of the North transfers them onto Dorothy. And the Wicked Witch of the West, sorry I'm getting my East and West mixed up here. <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West um, says that she's going to get revenge on Dorothy and she disappears into a puff of smoke. And then this is where Dorothy says that, you know, I want to get back home, how do I do that? And then she's told that the only way she's going to be able to do that is go and see the Wizard of Oz and follow the yellow brick road. So this is where the, the adventure commences and this is where Dorothy if you follow that road and off she goes with uh, dog toto and then you get a song here with a munchkin saying follow the yellow brick road follow the yellow brick road (laughs) it's a song that i'll probably have in my head now for the rest of the day and off she goes on her adventures and along the way, she meets some companions. You're going to help her get to the Emerald City. And you meet Scarecrow, who wants a brain. Tin Man, who desires to have a heart. And the Cowdy Lion, who needs some courage. And each time she meets, she meets these characters, it's very clever how they use the same song with some diff- different lyrics. So you kind of got that... You get it, guys. We'll seen the whole song. But there you go, they chuck in. Oh, if I only had a heart, if I only had a brain. Um, so it's very clever, and they meet some trees, it, again this is where the creepiness comes in, you, get, you meet these creepy trees that throw apples at them and you get some several attempts here by the witch trying to stop them, you you, you introduce the flying monkeys again, you know they're, they're very scary to the, to a young audience and they they kind of, I think they can sort of introduce a little bit of cinema trauma now as well, you know if you watch this when you're younger. So like I say, you've got our heroes trying to get to the city, you've got the witch trying to sort of floor their plans. Um, our heroes eventually get to the city and they meet the wizard. And he grants to wish them wishes if they prove their worth by bringing back the witch's broomstick. And when they meet the wizard, it's it's almost like a little bit of an anticlimax because he's just a uh, a face in some smoke. It's just like a like a crazy scene. So our heroes go to the witch's castle to try and get this uh, obtain this broomstick, and the witch captures Dorothy and plots to kill her and retrieve the ruby slippers. So then our remaining heroes, Tin Man, Scarecrow, and Lion Man, they ambush some guards, they don some uniforms, they infiltrate the castle. It's quite clever. Now it's where it becomes like a rescue movie, and. They manage to find dorothy they free her this is where the witch turns up and she tries to catch um, scarecrow on fire and then this is where dorothy gets a bucket of water and chucks it onto uh, the scarecrow it splashes the witch and she starts to dissolve so then dorothy work figures that if she chucks a whole bucket of water over her that might do something and she does and then this is where you get the witch who just dissolves and (laughs) and all this sort of stuff (laughs) and she uh she melts so i would say the plot sort of it it doesn't hang about in this movie it kind of gets there, but it and as i said at the beginning of the film it's got everything in it it moves at a pace but you've got like the you know our hero trying to get back home you got our heroes you've got a rescue movie you've got the bad guy you've got the henchmen you've got the guards all that sort of stuff so with witch now defeated uh, the broomstick obtained our heroes go back to the wizard of oz and again you get this funny scene here because he is basically acting like a fraud here he's he's working the machine to try and make himself all look powerful and, and this is where I think it's either the wizard or Tim. man they unfold the curtain just to find the wizard working all these mechanics and he's kind of going oh ooh, like this and he says "You yeah, know what are you doing behind there and then he comes out and he just says you know well I'm actually a a traveler that has actually been whisked to this land by a tornado so almost like it goes back to the beginning of this film where Dorothy meets Captain Marvel. He is like the wizard who's also come to this faraway land. And he says that he'd be able to take her back home in a hot air balloon. So now you get the end scene here where Dorothy says, you know, she's going to return back home. And you get that classic scene now where she comes out and says, I'm going to miss you most of all, Scarecrow. You know, she's, you know, because she's, you know, she's gelled with these characters. But then before she can get in the hot air balloon, the wizard, he attaches it too soon and he flies off into the sky and then Dorothy thinks, so. that's so it, I'm, I'm stuck in Oz now. But then this week where you get the witch of the north, she turns up and she helps out and she says, it's okay, I can get you back home and all you need to do is like tap your uh, ruby slippers together, close your eyes and just say, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. And this is where Dorothy returns home and you get that clever scene now where it goes back into being a black and white movie. She goes back to Kansas and she wakes up in bed and it's all just a dream. Not a bad dream. I wouldn't say it's a bad dream, it's just it's actually quite a good dream actually. And she wakes up and surrounded by the bed is the work hands who you know she's she says to him, oh, you was the Scarecrow, you was the Tin Man. And then Dorothy comes out and says, you know, it's good to be home. And she just comes out the last lines, there's no place like home. And then that's where the film ends. And there you go, guys, that is The Wizard of Oz. So there you go, guys, that's uh, my bite-sized review of The Wizard of Oz. I no doubt that, um, you know, whoever's listening to this show has seen this movie. You know, it's. I'd, I'd be surprised if nobody hasn't seen this film. Um, but I think my main point to doing this show as a movie review um, is that I do I believe that this is one of the important films of cinema when it comes to fancy movies. When you look at it where it was made in 1939, I think it really did springboard into the fancy worlds, and I think it deserves it's right in saying it is a blueprint to films of today. Um, again, it's. It, it's uh, I, I recently I think I said this in my last episode with Dan Bone when we reviewed The Lost Boys. That's got the same sort of format as in that is a horror film that's taken from the story of Peter Pan, where the you know you got the never never, um, never grow old, never die, fly, all that sort of stuff. But then they've turned it into like a sort of vampire theme. And you know as I mentioned with you know Ash and the Evil Dead where he gets transported into another world, it's got the same sort of film themes and just to mention that, you know, I think Sam Raimi is a big fan of this movie, it must be because uh, he did Oz the Great and the Powerful and when you look at that film it is a, kind of like a direct remake of um, army of darkness uh, when you look at that have a, have a look online it'll tell you all about it but it's pretty much you know the wizard going into another land and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's clever it's um, it's great so there you go it's um the point of today's episode is taking a blueprint of an old movie and then bringing it into sort of today's environment so there you go and you know i'm a fan of this film i think it's great um like i say it moves at a pace it's got some great songs characters it's got probably some subliminal messages in, you know, what you go through in life and stuff like that, with people helping you out and you know, the good guys, the bad guys, all that sort of stuff. So there you go, something for everybody. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. Um, <laughs> um I will be back soon for. Uh, I've got an, I've got a great episode lined up here. It's, it's a film which um, I knew I'd be doing eventually. I've got Peter Abbott, one of the. Uh, one of the biggest Thing fans of all time and me and him are going to be reviewing The Thing from 1982 and talking about all the greatness of that film so um, looking forward to that and I've also got um, Dan returning to the show we're going to be doing The Goonies next so looking forward to doing that and just a uh, general busy schedule really got some you know he's got some great uh, movies lined up here i've also got the princess bride as i mentioned before i've got kate pollock one of the listeners coming onto the show for that and um, that's going to be another show that me and dan we're going to be putting together and as a solo episode i'm going to be doing a disney movie called blackbeard's ghost so i thought i'd give that film a shout out because it's a film i don't really get heard mentioned a lot so um, it's a fun movie from Disney it's one I grew up with so I thought I'd give that one a shout out a Bite Size Review so look out for that so there you go guys I'm um, going to close the show like I say, I hope you enjoyed the, the episode um, as always I'm a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network so please go and check out all the other shows on now I'll play a promo at the end of this show um, you can find Bite Size Cinema on um, iTunes Spotify on YouTube and several other players on the internet if you put in Bite Size Cinema Podcast I've also got a Facebook page so post anything on there, any films that you want me to review or anything about movies, you know, comments, subjects, trivia, all that sort of stuff. So there you go guys, keep it bite size. keep it safe and I will see you soon. And there's no place like home. <laughs> see you later.